All right, this is uh, Conscious of Crazy, um, in a sense knowing what's right and what's wrong versus uh, a mentally unsound mind. Crazy. Am I conscious? Am I crazy? Um, I got two guests, you know, two two wonderful guests uh, <laughs> uh, with me today to um, do this, uh, to have a, a serious conversation about um, these topics we're going to touch on. So uh, go ahead, once at a time, introduce yourself for the people. Go on ahead. Young man first. I'm going to chat. <laughs> Hello, this is Chad Sloss, uh, sociology uh, professor. All right. Uh, Marlon Aldridge, physics professor, commentator on all things political. All right. <laughs> all right. So first, um, so first, so it's so recent, and I, you know, just to touch on it, it get you guys perspective I did recently in my last podcast on the Jay-Z and uh, NFL deal so what's your guys' take on that uh, one at a time uh, you can go first Marlon or vice versa I- I'm gonna be honest with you I don't really have a take on it alright uh, I- I'm looking at the broader <laughs> perspective yeah and less of what is happening in that a particular instance I think the focus again has been taken taken off uh, social justice issues in particular the political persecution of black people mm-hmm. including the extra judicial killings oh, yeah. of black people oh, unwarranted so I think at least in this regard some repair was done in terms of the NFL, it was a public relations ploy. Yeah. And on the opposite side, I see a business opportunity. Oh yeah. Uh, with with Jay Z, so it's but, all, it's all uh, about the money. <laughs> yeah, those needs and concerns were dealt with, but the issue, uh, the most important issues, uh, were never even touched upon. So. Oh, definitely, yeah. So, uh, what's your pers- perspective on that uh um chat i pretty much have the same perspective uh you know i always like to come from a class perspective so looking at it you know of, of course someone's going to capitalize on it and of course they're going to know who to go to in order to capitalize on this because it's a it's a capitalist venture oh yeah so yes jay-z is going to uh capitalize on things such as this um what yeah. i think is ironic is that you know before or with with lesser known um, artists, you know, when they were going to participate within the, the Super Bowl um, halftime show, you know, they received much criticism for, you know, typically being the ones to cross the line or, or to break the strike. Um, but, you know, you, you don't see a whole lot of that same criticism going towards Jay-Z. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, now what the fundamental reason for that is, you know, it's, we don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's something that's newly developing, and so, you know, I'd like to see it in action yeah. before I can really weigh in on it. Um, I yeah. just know, you know, on the surface level, you know, I look at it from a financial capitalist point of view. Yeah, definitely. Um, do, I, definitely. do I agree with it? Of, of, of course not. <laughs> yeah, 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 I definitely did not like but, how it looked. But, 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 you know, it, it is what it is. Um, yeah. You know? It's, it's, I always like to look at things from, you know, the NFL has said, you know, the reasons for doing or making such a move and how it would be beneficial. 
but you know, um, you know, you look at everything from a um, a perspective of uh, interest convergence. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, this will give you ten cents, but it will give us a dollar. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And, and you know, it's just, it's just this constant theme of yeah, we'll give you a little bit, but we're we're gonna make just as much off of this. Yeah. I I never liked that idea. Like, yeah, we we getting a seat at the tables, like. What furniture got to do with anything? Um, <laughs> it's like, it's like, um, yeah. it's like, yeah, we, we can. I mean, we built this whole country. Like, what, what we gotta, you know? Let's just restart. Let's hit the reboot, the reboot button, and work with self. I think that's where it all need to flow back to. And um, also, artists like Master P, he got his own football team in arena football. I feel like we need to, you know, go on other ventures. I feel like the NFL is definitely using Jay Z to boost the ratings up because nobody's watching football. Sports has always been a distraction to me, even in the Roman times. And um, I feel like it's all a distraction to what's really going on, even including Popeyes. <laughs> it's like, I've been seeing that, man. Like We're distracted by food. Just, again. just the fact that we even, you know, uh, as a whole lot of um, why sports were even developed to, to keep people distracted. Um so, you know, so they're not going to weigh in on, on political issues Definitely. Or, or be cognizant of political issues. Definitely. And um, so, yeah, you're because fi- uh, Jay-Z, he was like we touched on it once again. He did the he did these things, even the Rockefeller, like with Dame Dash. He did Dame Dash wrong. And it's just a trend like Jay-Z. He said Jay-Z always been doing this. Like this is not nothing normal. So I feel like so how did you feel about like Kaepernick and um I feel like with Cap, how you feel about him being blackballed, and I noticed they dodged that question, or they didn't answer that question. Him being blackballed and not being able to be on a team, sadly to stand up for what's right, you can't get signed to a team. We're going to you guys. We'll let Chad answer that. One. All right. I, I, I just I disagree with it, but you know we don't know the inner workings of you know what contractual agreements. That Ka- uh, that Kaepernick may have signed. Oh, definitely. Um, to lead to this, and so you know, is it wrong? Yes, but do we know the inner workings of you know contractual agreements? No. Yeah, I, I hear about the contract. It's all in it's all in the contract. You, you never know what they're signing. That's why it's always smart to read that contract. Definitely. Yeah, they've been they've been controlled by paper for a while now. <laughs> it's all about the contract. But uh, how you feel about that, uh, uh, Marlon? We're still talking about Jay Z and Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Yeah. Uh, I won't be honest with y'all. I'm a little bit thrown back. Uh, Jay Z has been in the media a lot. I have no problem with that. He's entertainment. Yeah. He's an entertainer, that is. But from the standpoint of the more pertinent social. Justice issues. I, I don't think he's up to the task with that, and I yeah. think really he's just taking advantage of his celebrity, mm-hmm. and at the same time, he not recognize that he's being used as a pawn. Yeah. Instead of having the people that are more pertinent and that have infrastructure in place to be able to answer social justice issues and provide 
solutions. Yeah. It's an opportunity lost. He's not up to the task. That's not even what his what his mission is. That's not what he strives for. Definitely. So again, uh, our issues are put on the back burner. And at the same time, we are promoting uh, comedians, yep. uh, entertainers, and you don't see the people that are best able, best trained yeah. uh, to answer these particular uh, political problems, social yeah. problems that we are yeah. engaged with. So I'm taking it back and... Yeah. Definitely. I think um, is that we're being used again. Yeah. Pimped, yeah. Played, yeah. Pimp. Good wing. Good wing. There you go. Led astray. All of those different things. Definitely true, man. Malcolm X said it the best, man. Definitely the ancestors, yeah. and you know, also I feel like we we lost, of course, like the mindset of of Marcus Garvey had. Like he had sixty five percent behind him, you know, and he wasn't for you know he was for. For what was right, you know, sticking together, and that was that's the main point. I feel like we lost that, and uh, uh, I feel like, um, and also I, I put a post up recently that said pretty much like this self hate thing, and I don't, I can't hate other individual for doing what he wants to do. I feel like regardless, this is sparked once again and a distraction and a reflection of self hate within our communities or within each other again, and I feel like. That issue started way before Jay-Z wanted to make a deal with the NFL or because there's always been two sides. I feel like we always, always, it's always been a division in our communities. But I said this problem started before Jay-Z. And also I mentioned that we, we, the average people can't expect a celebrity to save us. Like, I feel like we suffer for that Jesus complex. And some people think. Oh, if you're getting into religion, some people think he's coming back. So like, okay, I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's like, so okay, but we we forget to actually do things like be active. We're just waiting on someone to save us instead of you know putting a foot forward and doing the work. But yeah, how did you how you feel about that? Like I feel like we suffer for like celebrities. We expect someone to save us. Do you feel like I feel like that's definitely a problem within our communities and our mindsets? Uh, either of you guys can answer that. I think it is. I, I would agree with you on that, but even even on a smaller scale, we always look for leadership. Yeah, that is true. Um, you know, a whole lot of uh, research that I conducted in regards of um, you know how we fall into the same situations is you know after these leaders are killed or after they're paid off or become become complicit to the people that they're representing. Yeah. Uh, then the movement dies. Yeah. So, what do you do after that? If, if everybody is a leader within the same movement, then it, it's harder to kill the movement. Oh, definitely. And um, I said that with uh, recently. Uh, it's uh, it's so easy for one person to you know boast this truth, but if like it's forty thousand people behind him, it's kind of hard to you know eliminate that message. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like that's the problem. Not, not, not even so much equal leaderships. Okay. You know, you're talking about everybody having equal representation. You know, each household 
being yeah. a leader within itself, within their own right. Yeah. You know, um, you know it, it, it's uh, b- 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 organic solidarity. Is yeah. What I, w- I would say it is. And it's, you know, it, it's like a manufacturing plant uh, where you have people on the manufacturing line. You know, who's more important? Is it the person who's putting the engine in or the person who's putting the transmission in? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. So both have equal equal power. Yeah. And so you know, if we look at leadership more in a uh, what would you say, Marlon? Fordism, almost from a Fordism perspective. I can't hear what you're saying. I can't. Um, okay. Say it again. Sorry, apologies. I think it would just be more productive if we looked at leadership from a each household perspective, leadership within each household. Uh, leadership from each household? Yeah, yeah. Perspective? Yeah, I think that's where it starts with self, yeah. Well, if we look back historically at one time prior to the 60s, uh, we had strong families. Oh, yeah. yeah. So evidently there was something within the inf- environment that diminished that strong family so that now we don't have strong families so mm-hmm. uh, there must have been something in the environment that diminished that capacity now I could give you my my observations okay uh, one all things are political yep and those are uh, when we talk about politics we talk about power so we can look at the civil rights legislation for example those were targeted remedies for it, uh, black people. Yep. But yet we saw at the same time, we saw a change in the immigration laws. Yep. And we saw a large immigrant population come in, uh, uh, the largest being Hispanic, mm-hmm. and replacing blacks as the largest minority. Yeah, and we can touch on that and, as well. Yeah. And, and even when you look in entertainment, what you're saying now is many entertainments taking the spots that we once held, mm-hmm. even playing in roles that have been historically uh, for African-American descendants of slavery. Definitely true. And so there appears to be this push to replace us. Mm, definitely. And you probably heard that term before. If you remember back to Charlottesville, mm-hmm. the alt-right, really, really the white supremacists mm-hmm. were uh, shouting, the Jews will not replace us. Mm, exactly. Okay, so there's a lot of that going on, and we can see that we are being replaced. As a matter of fact, I saw... A statistic that said by the year, I think it was 2050, okay. that blacks would be 9% of the population, whereas now we're about 13.5-14% of the population. So we're going to be a smaller percentage of the population. So from that standpoint, you can see that we are being replaced. And that's a political move. That's all about power and from the very beginning we've been that group that the majority has sought to make sure that we never 
gain power. Yeah. At least have a power differential, a positive power power differential over the majority group. Yeah. And so we can see that acting out uh, even today. So, yes, I agree that families are important. Families are the primary institution. Definitely, yeah. But families and individuals don't act in isolation uh, from the environment that they are embedded in. So uh, that's a material, uh, a materialistic approach. approach. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to keep that in mind that we're always interacting with social forces. So we, we are not isolated entities. And so we have to galvanize our institutional forces. We're talking about the families to the extent that we can. We're talking about our political institutions. Yeah. We're talking about our ecumenical institutions, our educational, so forth and so on. And even those have been acted upon by these various uh, social forces, uh, the structures that exist within the community that have acted to disenfranchise us for number one because we are part of a corporation. We have to to, uh, know that the United States is a corporation. Definitely, definitely. And so you will hear terms like franchise that signal that we are really living in a political economy. So the politics Politics. and (laughs) capitalism is very important. And to the extent that we don't participate in those is is to the extent that we become more and more disenfranchised. So we have to keep that in mind and make sure that we are engaged at all times because in actuality we are engaged in a war. Oh yeah, definitely. It's a war going on. Uh, So... We, you touched on yeah, you're feeling well. Well, yeah, how they they plan on making us, you know, lesser. They definitely plan on, you know, uh, and I noticed throughout times, you know, even our family, uh, you know, just the uh, the death to our families like starts decreasing throughout the years. Of course, like as you mentioned, like in the '60s, like it was normal to have seven kids or even more than that. Nowadays, you know, two or none. I think that's like a common theme. I feel like it's uh, slowly decreasing. But what was your feelings on um, the wall and also slave reparations uh, that's been in talks as well? And as I try to get Chad back. Uh, My feelings on uh, reparations? Yeah. I believe that our community has seen the need for such because we are being slowly replaced and our prospects, our economic and our educational prospects are being limited as we speak. So these things, these needs arise out of the political economy. And we have to realize that is that we do not act in isolation by ourselves. We act within a society and that society that we act in is a democratic republic Mm -hmm. Yeah, in which the majority in which the majority rules, and last time I checked, we are not the majority, so we don't rule. From that standpoint, we don't control government resources, those institutional resources. Right. So the problems that we do have in our community, we have limited prospects to affect change because we are not the rulers. Definitely, definitely. That's number one. The same is true within the economy.
economy. We don't own these large corporations, which have become such large corporations because of the free chattel uh, chattel labor that we have provided and the accrued disadvantages uh, that uh, are still present today. So reparations uh, is one way to help us close wealth, income, and educational gaps. As a matter yeah. of fact, they it don't want is that. the only way. <laughs> it is the only way within a capital. Mm. Keep in mind now what that word means: capitalist or capitalism. Mm. Capital is wealth. Okay, so our a system of capitalism is based on the accumulation of wealth. There is no question about that. That is a fact. Everything that we do is made so because of capitalism. Definitely. Okay? The accumulation of wealth is what will sustain us. Mm. Okay? So we are at a disadvantage because of uh, what has happened to us Mm -hmm. at the foundings. Uh, at the founding of this economy uh, of, the, of the United States, and we continue to be at a disadvantage because, like I said, the political economy is set up as such that we don't rule anything, yep. and we have less capital, and yep. to the extent that we have less capital is to the extent yeah. that we will remain marginalized. So there's yep. no question about that. Th- this is America. This is America. That video... Created an imagery that should set in for a couple years to come. But uh, how did you feel about that as well, Chad? How you feel about reparations and uh, you know what's currently going on with this wall and all that? How you feel about what's currently I going on? A hundred percent advocate for reparations. Yeah. Um, what Will I we ever get it? A whole lot of rebuttal <laughs> against it uh, is these people who really don't understand the concept of what reparations is about. Yeah. Um, and I was shortly clicked off for a second, so yeah, I you're fine. Hear everything that that Marlon had talked about. Um, so I, I won't discuss it in, in detail. But um, it's something that I I actually just researched it for two years, mm. and I just looked at the um, is housing mm. and and what Marlon was talking about in regards of wealth building or wealth accumulation. Um, you know how wealth has the biggest factor of how wealth is built is through home ownership. Definitely. Um, but if you look at where majority of the wealth was built, you have to look at through the 1920s through 1944 mm. uh, in regards of housing um, and how we were not able to capitalize on housing because of numerous uh, laws, redlining, uh, steering. Blockbusting things of that nature. They Definitely. all play Redline, factors yeah. in blacks' ability to purchase homes. Uh, when we did purchase homes, we were instantly underwater, so we had no equity. Mm. Versus um, whites who were able to purchase homes, when they did purchase the home, loan, the, the home, they had extremely low interest rates. Um, it was long term, and they already had liquid or, or money equity in the home. And so they started off above things, above water already. Hmm. Um, blacks weren't even able to start participating in buying homes 
until uh, I'll say, let's see, after 44, which the GI Bill was passed, until 60, around 64, when they made an act to, to make uh, housing available or government-supported uh, loans yeah. uh, available to blacks at that time coming home from World War II. Um, so we've been behind constantly. Um, yeah. We think that those laws have constantly been eradicated, and some have, but they've been replaced by more covert laws that still have the same effect that mm. they did in the 30s and 40s. Um, and so when you look at, you know, people like to make the claim that laws are fair and equal now. No, definitely. Well, <laughs> well what, what explains the constant... Uh, wealth gap and the fact that it's, it's widening even more. Oh yeah, the one so percent. We have to yeah. look at more covert, intricate laws that are doing that same thing. Yeah. Um, in my research within two years, what I found was um, how actually financing higher education uh, is stopping black wealth building opportunities. Wow. And so when you think of you know the American dream, we'll go to school, get an education, go to college, get a career. Um, yeah. and, and then, you know, you, you can buy a house, get a family, yada, yada, yada. Um, well, just that alone is stopping wealth building opportunity. When you look at four out of five black students have to get a high interest loan in order to even, uh, exactly. secure education. Exactly. Yeah. What does that do? It causes loans. And then you look at different laws that, um, and I'll say discretionary laws, that, uh, that real estate have, have made that makes it almost impossible or accounts educational debt into uh, mortgage loan consideration. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a back end to what 30s and 40s law was doing. Mm. And so you have the same result as you did at, in, in having laws that said, well, we don't rent or we don't sell the blacks. It's, it's doing the same thing, essentially. Yeah, the selling and of the so blacks. so look at mm -hmm. reparations, reparations is more about the laws and inequality that exist now, yeah, than than does slavery. Yeah, I mean that, that's a that's a no brainer. Yes, yeah. we are owed money for free labor. Definitely. Um, but but if you look at the inequality that's going on right now, that's even more of a sense. Yeah. To to get us more economically um, equal. Yeah. With society. Yeah. So, so yes, yeah, hardcore advocate for reparations. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I feel like. Um, it's a black law dictionary, and I realize in uh, the word black in two different languages, in Latin and Greek, it means actually dead corpse. And I've, this is something to think about. I was like, dang, it means dead corpse. Black means dead corpse. We've been calling ourselves a color, and it actually means dead corpse, and they treat us as such. It's like, this is crazy to think about. It's like, wow, this is, this is scary for thought. This is some crazy food for thought. But uh, yeah, I feel like hopefully eventually one of these days, um, and I feel like it's certain it's small individuals that actually, you know, it's kind of hard because I think even BT was sold. That was something huge for us. We sold it to Viacom. It's like certain things. And what's your guys' feelings on, have you guys heard or um, heard of like black boulets? How, how do you feel about that? Um, that term, or have you heard of that? Are you guys familiar with that? I, I'm not familiar with that. Okay. Yeah. Is that the boulet? Yeah, black boulets, yes. Well, I'm familiar with it. I'm 
know, superstructure. Okay. Uh, well, let me let me be more specific. That kind of thinking. Okay. We're talking about our most talented, uh, yep. for the most part, in these Greek letter organizations. Yep. Uh, promoting fraternity. Yeah. European ideals. Okay. It's really just the promotion of European traditionalism. Okay. And the same could be said about the church. Yeah, definitely. Good point. The same thing could be said about <laughs> our fraternal and sorority uh, organizations in general. These are concepts which basically promote European ideals. Definitely, definitely. Okay. So from that standpoint, it's really not even worth okay. a commentary. Definitely true. It's more of the same, more of the same old thing. Yeah, so, it's a cycle. Definitely uh, it's a vicious cycle. Really not even worth uh, a commentary. It, it keeps us in the same position that we've always been in. And see, we need to be able to distinguish between uh, our culture, at yeah. least the aspects of it that uh, help us to problem solve, the aspects of our culture that help us to maintain cohesion, one among the other, and we need to watch out for those alien influences mm. that do the exact opposite, that act to degenerate us and make us a retrograde yeah. race. So that's pretty much what we're looking at right now. We're moving backwards instead of moving forwards. Your culture is supposed to ensure, number one, your survival and that those survival uh, uh, tactics yeah. that were used in the past can be used in the future to ensure the survival uh, number one of uh, of our people and to even prosper us yeah and so we're at a point where our survival is at risk yeah. and definitely our prosperity is at risk so definitely definitely uh, we need to be able to analyze uh, those structures and ask the question how do they empower us or how do they and how do they disempower us definitely so when we speak about the we're looking at a system that promotes uh, European traditional systems and demotes African cultural systems. So that, that's my take on that. Definitely, I agree. Um, and uh, this major and then recent and definitely uh, recent and most that's always most important. This this uh, this topic always get brought up. Uh, the gun, the gun control, the gun violence we have in this country, uh, the norm that it is, I feel. Um, I mean, recently, uh, just July of uh, July um, 31st of this year, like, I think 248 mass shootings already. And it's, always, it's already been like 30, 34 million deaths this year alone. Um, how you guys feel about all this? And then I think it's in the recently 250... It's 251 now of mass shootings already this year. 
um, how you guys feel about this gun control issue and um, what should change. And recently, we've seen what happened in Dayton, the Oregon District. They have an event coming up, which is, uh, I feel, important. But how you guys feel about this situation? What can we do? Um, what should what should be the next step? Let, let Chad answer that. All right. I think um, I think Pandora's box is already open. Yeah. The that we are not going to be able to retract anything that we have already opened up in regards of allowing uh, weaponry yeah. into the United States. Um, we do see the convenience in regards of how it affects political actions. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, you, you look at the NRA, and the NRA has so much power in regards of pushing uh, gun policy. And so, yeah. pretty much to speak against the NRA and any type of gun control is, is, is deemed to be political suicide. Mm. Okay. Um, and, and so, a whole lot of people, if they do start pushing for gun control or, or uh, um, more gun action, then they're pretty much taking themselves out of their political seat. Mm. Um, so, I mean, we, we need to change a whole lot of that. Thing. We, we know that NRA, they're one of the largest contributors to, uh, to campaign, secondly. Uh, so that's that's another big thing. Yeah. Um, in, in regards of what we as people can do, I think, you know, it, it's become culturally acceptable. Yeah. And that's, that's norm. what artists say to change is to change the, the norm, the values, uh, what people believe they are entitled to, you know. Um, you know, they, they like to oftentimes use false comparisons and say, oh, well, this country allows, you know, military weapons in each household, but, you know, you can't really make those those comparisons because yes. different systems. Um, but we just have a whole lot of work, but I think it's a more of a cultural issue yeah. um, than anything. Yeah. Um, and I, I just don't think that people, majority of them, they don't, they misinterpret the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. Yeah. And they want to bear an AK-47. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the main purpose for it was, you know, to be part of a, a militia. Mm. You know, not to just have it for, you know, just for whatever. Yeah. You know, because people aren't hunting with, with these large magazines and these weapons because if you're hunting for it, then you've killed your meat. You're yeah. not going to fill your meat with 20-something bullets. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's a cultural issue. Yeah. Now, I'm sure after Marla says something, it will spark something else, but that, that's my piece for right now. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, it definitely is an issue. So, what's your your feelings, and do you think uh, martial law will eventually occur in this country? Well, I, I think that that's what it's set up to be. Yeah, okay, um, okay. I think that you're seeing all this because of uh, more control. You know, people are starting to become more aware mm-hmm. of uh, of these factors, and so it's going to become more of a push to socially control people. 
Okay. Um, because, I mean, we're in the age of internet, and we're in the age of knowledge. Definitely. Um, so people are starting to become more aware of these social structures that are oppressing them. All right. Um, yeah, definitely true. When, when you see movements like that, it, it, it becomes more physical. We need to physically control them. Um, you know, when, when we started looking at, you know, local police stations getting tanks and getting, you know, military-grade weapons, that's when we started, you know, actually moving towards uh, martial law. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, you just have to do a history of, of you know, you have to look at the civilization yeah. uh, within local police forces in every city. Every city has gotten this. And so, you know, when it all is said and done, when it all goes through, you know, the local police forces can assume the position of military. Yeah. And, and force people to, you know, stay within boundaries and things of that nature. You know, but once again, like I said, it just takes... It takes research. It takes knowing history, you know. Yes. Each branch of the government has an alternative duty. Yeah. When you look at post office, the post office um, has the duty of keeping count of populations. Mm. Because they are the ones that have majority of the addresses. Yeah. Um, You know, Department of Agriculture has their own alternative um, um, means of structuring. Definitely. Uh, so, you know, you just have to look at all those things and and, and put one and one together. Yeah. And see how, you know, these things are not, you know, just generally happening. Yeah. They're not happening by accident. They're happening by design. Design. All by design. Predictive uh, predictive by programming. Validated. Yeah. Service. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything is by design. Yep. You know, when, when people like to say, when any system isn't working how they see they like to say, oh, well, the system is failing. The system is, 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 is infallible. Yeah. It's working exactly how it's supposed to work. There's yeah. nothing that's failing about any of these systems. The yeah. education system, governing system, they're all working as they should. Yeah. So so how you feel about all this, uh, Marlon? I'm pretty, much, pretty sure we all have the same mindset. I feel like something has to be done. But uh, eventually the goal is to control us, the guns by martial law, but how you feel about all this violence, this current, this current norm, and uh, we can end on this as well. Well, I like to take a historical perspective because when we think about history, we're looking at past behaviors. Yeah. And past behaviors are an indication of current behaviors. Mm, so if we want to understand these things, we must look to the past. Definitely true. And in particular, <laughs> yeah. we must look to the past of Europeans. Have they always been violent? Exactly. Since <laughs> they are the ones in control of our political economy. Okay? So let's go back pre-colonial period. 6.7% of uh, the world's landmass was Europe. Yep. And all of these various ethnic groups, in particular the Russians, the largest ethnic group in Europe, followed by the Germans, then the British, the French, and the Italians. They were constantly at war, killing each other. There was seldom a period in that 2,500-year history where they were not fighting and killing each other. 
Mm. So because of that, they are a xenophobic people, always worried about their biological survival. So we bring that forward to the United States. And we have this issue of the Second Amendment, which was supposed to be around the arming of state-regulated militias. Yeah. Well, you don't see many state-regulated militias other than those slave patrols that they had during the day. Definitely true. <laughs> and so what we see as slave patrols today are really the police. Yeah, true. And they're out hunting in the same way that they hunted runaway slaves and checking in on slaves to make sure that they weren't participating in some type of rebellion. Mm. So we see that going on today. So let me tell you what this, so there is no gun control and there will not be. What you see yeah. is the European feudal system being maintained. Mm. So what do I mean by that? I'm talking about knights. I'm talking about what we refer to as military or militia. Well, what does the military need? They need a cachet of weapons. So what you are saying under the current regime is uh, knights, let's call them knights, militia, whatever you want to call them, storing up weapons in the event that they become the minority and they are overrun. You can't be a military without having weapons. Definitely true. And uh, I want to say, well, there are a lot of weapons out there in the United States. And people have uh, large numbers of weapons. These are weapons caches. So in the event that a war breaks out, yeah. or some type of resurrection uh, is uh, brought about, then the weapons are already there. Yeah. There's no reason. There's no need to go uh, look for them. They're already stored in caches all around the country. So those weapons are for are for for us, mm. or should I say, to be used against us. So you shouldn't expect the government. You shouldn't expect the citizenry to give up those weapons because history records that they have always been under threat of annihilation. Definitely true. Okay, mm. so uh, again, history helps us determine what behavior. We can refer to it as psychohistory. Mm. Okay, those two are related. Psychology and history are related. Now, if you don't believe that, think about the what we see in terms of uh, psychology. Normally, the pictures that you see or the images that you see when yep. a person has a mental problem and they go see a psychology, they sit on the couch, right? Definitely, yeah. yeah. And what does the psychologist do? He will take them back to their childhood. Mm. And you and I can't sit in for, say, for example, Cedric cannot sit in for Marlon on that couch. Yeah. In other words, you can't give the psychologist my history. Yeah. You have to give them yours. Wow. And so when we try to analyze white people mm. and why they do what they do, sometimes we'll look at it from our standpoint. Yeah. 
And see, that's you can't do that. You have to look at it from their standpoint. And because we aren't able to put them in a chair, the best that we can do is to go back and look at their histories. Yeah. We have to do a critical analysis of their history, and that will help us to determine why it is that they do what they do today. Even in this capitalistic system, is nothing more than a reform uh, feudal system with a few liberal elements uh, yeah. integrated into it. Definitely, man. I, I, I completely agree. So, so, yeah, so don't expect them to. So don't expect there to be any gun any gun control. Okay. The best that they're <laughs> gonna do is talk about background checks, mm. and I don't see how that has anything to do <laughs> with taking the guns off the street, the cachet off the streets. Mm. That will be used at a later time uh, to kill us black folks. So don't yeah. don't be confused by that. Yeah, it's a recycled behavior because it's. It's something they, they've been doing and something that's in their DNA. But yeah, definitely appreciate you guys. Um, <clears throat> We definitely got to touch on um, election. That's our next podcast. Definitely got to touch on election, the whole, that's the whole segment, presidents and elections. But yeah, definitely appreciate you guys. Definitely, uh, definitely got to do this again. Definitely. All right, take care. Take care, Chad. Well, thank you for, uh, for having me as a guest on your show. I definitely appreciate this. Uh, very important topic. And there's definitely more to come. I appreciate it. Definitely, definitely. Take care, Marlon. Appreciate you. All right. Peace. All right. All right. This is uh, been conscious of crazy.